0: Welcome to Stories in the Weeds.
1: All of a sudden nothing was working and I could just feel myself and everything around me crumbling. I needed help.
0: I was catching myself in a few areas of my life and wanted to understand my story. And I knew that how I could do that was to go to a counselor and begin to explore and and deepen um, who I was.
1: Like, this is good work. This is necessary work. And he's like, this is where a friendship in 40 years is born. And that, and he's so motivating. And that's like, for us, like, we go to counseling, we feel like we're like going to a workout.
2: These are real stories from real people who find real hope in this really messed up world. Now, here's today's story. We're doing this series for three specific reasons, probably lots of reasons, but three specific ones that I'm thinking of right now. Here's the first. We just want to demystify the counseling experience for people as much as we can. You know, as counselors, we're not allowed to talk about the specifics of our meetings with clients. And all the people we're going to have on here, they are not our current clients. They never have been our current clients. So we've, as counselors, are still honoring confidentiality. But everybody who will be on this series as a client has finished their time in counseling and has also agreed to share their experience. So just want to make that clear. We're honoring client confidentiality here. Um, So first goal, demystify the process. But second goal, we hope that your present struggles are normalized. I know for a fact that you as listeners, you're facing all sorts of struggles in your life. Some of you might be single parents trying to figure out what life without your spouse looks like. Some of you might be experiencing a huge amount of anxiety due to a new job or a new relationship, and you're just not even sure what to do. Some of you might be struggling with an addiction of some sort, maybe pornography, maybe alcohol, maybe drugs, and you're just looking for help. So wherever you find yourself, if you listen to the Stories in the Weeds series, I think you're going to find out that you're not alone in your hardship. And I don't know about you guys, but there's something about hearing the specific struggles of others It just brings a sense of relief in the midst of hardship. Doesn't mean it's going to solve it, but it's kind of like a life raft in the storm to go, okay, it's going to be okay. I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. And there's hope, especially uh, because Jesus is with us in these times. Okay, final reason we're doing this series is that we want to equip you to know if and when and maybe why it's time to seek professional counseling or not. You know, maybe you realize, okay, my spouse and I, we actually can manage this issue on our own. We don't need to spend time and money to bring somebody else in on it. And if that's what happens after you listen to an episode, great. But maybe this helps you realize that you've been putting off counseling for too long and it's time to take the plunge and get some help. So wherever you are, we just want to give you some specific and concrete reasons to figure out if it's time to go to counseling or not. All right, enough of me talking, enough big picture vision. Let's jump into the actual series. Today, we are kicking things off by talking with two of my favorite people in the entire world. I'm not just saying that. It's true. Alex and Daniel Moore. Hey, we're pumped to be here today. This is the best. We're in the studio. It's live. It is, in fact, the best. Alex, you have a big smile and you haven't said much. How are you doing this morning?
1: great yeah i just am excited yeah. and i feel like this podcast and what you guys are doing is so awesome well thank you i yeah. appreciate that we love austin thank lot. you yeah. we're
0: big fans of him can you so. say more Say more? Yeah. Yeah. i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs>
2: hey um so seriously i'm really glad that you guys are here tell our listeners a little bit about who you are how long you've been married, what you do, the two-minute story of your relationship, all the things.
0: Okay. Wow. Well, I, I'm Daniel, and Alex, you've you've already done that intro. But, you know, we both work uh, at a church in Columbia, Missouri, uh, where this podcast is based out of. I work as an executive producer. It sounds way bougier <laughs> than mm-hmm. it is. And I own a DJ company on the side.
1: Yeah, DJ Shark Attack. It's awesome. And I work at The Crossing as well, working with the college ministry Veritas. Um, I've worked with them for like six years or mm. so, I think. Has it and been that long? Yeah, I wow. think so. Yeah. And I, I was full-time like coming out of school and then the past few years have scaled back to part-time just because we have two little girls now. Mm-hmm. Parker is three and Blair is one. Mm. And so it's kind of chaotic. And sleep is gone. Yeah. <laughs> so sleepy gone. college ministry <laughs> is still a huge part of like our life and for sure like my heart yeah. But I just can't. Obviously, my time is split now.
2: Yeah. But it's good. S- side note, we loved Alex so much when you guys were students in the college ministry. Yeah. We coerced her and forced her to work for us yeah. for so many yeah. years. That's how we got to know you. And you've done and are doing a great job. So anyway, um, I've been spoiled to be able to work with you full time. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. you know, that kind of leads into how we met, too. I yeah, mean, for we, sure.
0: She's from KC. I'm from St. Louis. We met in the middle. And it all happened through there was this trip, this missions trip to Japan that uh my best bud went on, and Alex got to know him through the trip. So she went the summer before I went. And
1: upon no, you're being boring about this. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dean is Daniel's bestie. I trimmed his armpit hair in Japan. Of course you did. very hot. Seems normal. And he was like, Yeah, I just need to trim. So I trimmed his pits. <laughs> and then there was a photo taken. Flash forward, Daniel sees the photo and is like, hey, that girl. Who was that girl? Like, do you think she was cool. She looked cool. Did I was also intrigued by my how
0: he, yeah, how he got the armpit hair trim because that's just not a simple, th- I, I was always so nervous. I'm like, It was
1: not even hard.
0: Well, you know, for doing it for yourself, it's very stressful. So anyway.
1: So anyway, we met through Dean and we could say the rest is history, but it was messy dating, but doing it in community with Veritas was mm-hmm. the biggest blessing. I feel like our marriage started off surrounded by... Solid mentors and community, like, Mm
2: -hmm. solid
1: Christian friends. Never got the armpit hair trim though. No, still still haven't done done. it.
2: Well, you remind me, how long have you guys been married?
1: We're in year eight.
2: We are in year eight. It's kind of confusing
0: because we're (laughs) December 31st, so it's like when it flips over, it's kind of just. Yeah. So we have been
2: married seven years. Upon this year, it'll be eight, but you know what I'm saying. So you're, you know, you're no spring chickens. You've been through a little bit of life together. You got kids, all that. And at some point, you realized that you needed to get some help. So can you guys take me back to the very first time? Because I think you guys have been through marriage counseling a couple times, mm-hmm. but take me back to the very first time you decided it was time to go to marriage counseling. Yeah, you know,
0: we we had done premarital counseling, which I don't really count that as ma- formal marriage counseling. That's like the you have no idea what's happening, and then you jump into the deep end. And so right. um, you so, get a roadmap
2: in premarital, <laughs> yeah, and then life punches Crap you in the hits face. The fan, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that.
0: Um, you know, and so. Something that just drives me nuts about counseling, marriage counseling in general, is it's got such a stigma like you kind of introduced. And and what's funny is in the financial world, which is my degree, there's financial advisors and there's this third party that speaks into issues about your money and that's so praised. And yet, if you have a third party speaking into the most important part of your life, the most important person, it's like whoa what's wrong man oh
1: so you you're saying divorced yeah you're, like,
2: you're saying in the financial world it's very common to bring in a third party into course. what's going on that's praise that's normal but mm-hmm. in the realm of counseling and marriage counseling you bring a third party in you're like whoa 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 it's what's like something's going something's really
1: yeah. bad like you that must you're not on be the be brink good, of divorce so, and so okay.
0: so we were getting stuck in these just ongoing conflicts where we would just
1: when what like when mm-hmm. was the first time we went was it
0: I think it was after we had Parker. Having kids yeah. is a, for sure a a good signal if you might need some counseling. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we just were sleep so deprived, yeah. COVID, and and we just were stuck on. I don't even. It's funny. I don't even remember the exact like this fight was what we were stuck on, but it was something that we just kept fighting about the exact same thing, and we mm. would just end being like, okay, I love you, I forgive you, it but was, we. Just, I
1: remember it was like whose life is harder.
0: Oh. Like
1: it was kind of this battle Mine. in fill in the blank. Like I was like postpartum depressed <clears throat> with a screaming baby who never slept at home, like on maternity leave and mm-hmm. you went off to work and I felt like you were going on vacation mm. and you're like, I'm literally going to work on no sleep, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. obviously there's so many harder things than that. But I think that those roles being new for us, we just became, like, enemies. Yeah,
2: so you but you guys both, and I'm speaking of my own experience a little bit, it's like you both were literally drowning. Yes. And you're looking to the other person to help. And, and yet, no one can help. Nobody can help because you're supposed to help me. I'm supposed to help. What do we do? You're stuck, screaming kids, work, the whole thing. I remember
1: okay. we would, like, yell at each other and, like, dig our heels in in a fight from, like, 3 to 4 a.m. We're like, oh, how are we gosh. giving up this hour? Like, it was, like, yeah. the one hour of sleep we could have had and we'd be like... Fighting in the nursery. Yes.
2: <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It yeah. was the worst. It's dumb. Yeah. So did <laughs> you remember did, that? Oh, it was hell. Yeah. Did, it was hell. Did both of you like come to the agreement of like, yes, we gotta go? Was somebody in first? And then it took a while. What was that like? I feel like you were you might not you run. might I even run. remember. No, I
1: remember being like, should we? Like, I feel like we're just like not really getting anywhere. And you were like, No, no, no. At first, yeah, yeah, at you first, were like, No, nervous. no, no, we don't need like it was kinda like that's a really scary thing to say. It felt almost like a trump card. Like yeah. that I was like pulling that on mm. you or something and I wasn't, but I was just more like and it was scary. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That is kind of the stereotype though. That <laughs> generally I feel like from my experience, women, from what I've heard, women are the more the first ones to bring it. And men are like, No, that will be fine mm-hmm. and I'll fix it or I'll do X. Yeah. And I and I was that way too. And I but I have since come around to say yeah. Once again, I try and remember that it's not a shame-based thing. It's a, a we want help, and we want it from a wise, schooled, counseled counselor. Sure, yeah. To Then step in and and speak into our lives. And it's not as though they fix things, but they sure. I mean, you know. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. How long did you guys have to wait before like you reached out? Was there mm-hmm. like three months, six months? Did you get in right away? Do you remember? We got in more quickly because it was during COVID. It was during
0: COVID, and so
1: a lot of people weren't really down to go meet in
0: person yes yeah. which yeah <laughs> sure. but we we had gone each gone previously to individual so we had okay. seen individual counselors and so we had that relationship established gotcha. and i guess mm-hmm. care established yeah, sure. to put yeah. this in a medical way
2: what did you if it wasn't sounds like it wasn't super long do, did you guys do anything in the meantime or maybe a different way to ask is is let's say you've needed to go back and you've had to wait a mm-hmm. while have you had to do anything in the meantime where you guys were like holding on and waiting to go into counseling or does that even not fit with your guys experience?
1: I feel like we shared with friends.
2: Mhm. Like mm.
1: and not that not to fix it or anything, but I feel like when we when we decided it was time to take the step to like go to counseling or like, you know, put our name in the hat of like, hey, we mm-hmm. need we want a time slot. Yeah. Telling friends, which our friends kind of always knew. Like how we were doing, mm-hmm. and would see us fight or some, or just feel the tensions. We're the people that us. fight
0: in front of other people, so <laughs> not <laughs> like,
1: not like drama, drama. But like, no, no. But
0: we'll we'll,
1: we'll be honest in
2: front, in front, of, front of, of our people. friends. Yeah. Like, and so hey, your conflict. Why did you
1: say that like that?
2: Conflict will kind of not come out sideways, but you got no problem just <laughs> hashing some things out in front of other friends.
1: Yeah, yeah kind of. That yeah, sounds really happen. drama, but
0: it's, it's not, not like we're screaming at each other. Yeah, it's not like reality friends, TV. But- Yeah, Yeah. you
2: you wait for the big fights when you get home. That's what you're saying. We'll talk about this later. Our friends knew
1: and I feel like we told our friends like, hey, we're really pursuing this. Like, will you pray with us? Will you be asking us about this? Um, And of course, they're really encouraging. Thankfully, a lot of our closest friends are super pro marriage counseling too. So it sounds
2: like In the meantime, however long that was, you guys decided, hey, we're not just going to keep this locked up tight. We're going to, as much as we can, people we trust who get it not going to try to fix us. You shared the load with Mm -hmm. them a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, a a phrase
0: I learned early on in counseling, and I'm sure you've said this before, is just if you can name it, you can tame it kind of thing. And so I think naming that this is a real thing. I don't know why I struggle to just say this is a problem. I'm struggling with X, Y, Z. I've got all sorts of problems outside of just,
2: you know, my shortcomings in marriage. And Mm -hmm. so... Yeah, I think that naming it is
0: just everything. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And Mm it sounds like, you know, eventually you guys got over that. But my guess is if you're listening, that might even sound intimidating. It's kind of like this unknown monster that's outside the house and letting that in. What's I going to do? But you're saying what you're realizing is the more you can actually let that into the house, whatever it is, the more you can get a handle on whatever it is. Mm-hmm. then you can kind of begin to get a little more control and understanding and perspective, all that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because um, at some
1: point it was like, well, what are we trying to prove? Like, yeah. what we're not trying to put on a show here, so, right. like, we're not really winning yeah. in the long run if we keep it hidden and kind of, like, put on a happy face. Yeah,
0: yeah. would we rather put on a show and act all put together in front of people or actually start dealing with the problem? Yep, that's right. And that takes... And, like,
1: church, it's, temp- it's tempting when you both work for a church or something, and not that we really, like, like that but i feel like it could be tempting to say yeah like we're fine like we can just kind of white knuckle and get it get through it or even
2: jesus duke you know like hey mm-hmm. let's just let's just really read okay. mm-hmm. that's good um so let's do this go back again you guys are not getting any sleep your very first time you reach out you finally get to meet what was that first meeting like anything you remember surprising unexpected i don't know
1: yeah i remember john being so awesome and normalizing.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Like, yeah. we
1: sat there and we were like so nervous, so like upset, and mm-hmm. like you know, also really thankful to be there. And then John like, li- like he he like listened to us for like a long time, and then he was just like listed all this stuff. He's like, so you're not sleeping, you're this and this isn't your this sex and life sucks. Like he was just like, like saying it, all it this straight stuff, up. like you know, because we were just drowning, and he was yeah. like, you're normal.
2: Yeah, he straight up said that
1: yes yeah and i like i think i cried i think i I teared up too
2: like it just
0: felt so relieving to just be like what was it about that to hear broken
1: beyond like your marriage is not doomed yeah Mm -hmm. i'm like anyone should just go to counseling even just to hear that because (laughs) i feel like it changes your like yeah the place we were coming from of like it felt very heavy at times of like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh are we ever gonna not be like this yeah and john was just like you're normal
2: yeah like, not to get too cutesy but and seriously it sounds like you guys came in there feeling really alone really isolated and mm-hmm. john what he was able to do is have this felt experience that he was with you mm-hmm. and that that didn't solve everything in the we that's the name of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah for real. yeah
2: to have that normalized to have that felt experience of somebody's there with you absolutely yeah. that makes sense um and maybe this is way too a technical a question but what did do you remember what you actually did in the first session like what was one of the first thing he asked you guys to do i i
0: john i mean your listeners have, know john and so he just was like Kind of so casual. What's going on? I mean, that's what I remember. Like, uh-huh. what's going on? And you're like, I mean, aren't you supposed to be asking, like, what what messed you up in your childhood or something? You know, <laughs> yeah. and like, yeah. you're expecting those questions. But yeah. it was just like, what's going on? we're like, well, we keep fighting and this is sleep, not sleep and all this, you know, and then mm-hmm. you're normal. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's all we really
0: remember from that. But that was, like, so impactful. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Did he give you, and maybe he didn't, but did you guys, after that first session, did you get like a plan going forward? Was it like, mm-hmm. hey, let's take this session by session by session? What do you remember about kind of the roadmap, so to speak, if there even was one?
1: I remember he gave us like some videos that we could watch if mm-hmm. we like wanted some extra help. Because he could only get us in like, I think at first it was like once a month. Mm-hmm. And our second time with him, we did every other week, mm-hmm. Um, which – both are good. But I remember it was like, I'm not going to see, I mean, I'm not, I don't have time to see you guys all the time. So in the meantime, re, you know, read this, watch this if you want.
2: Oh yeah. So you didn't, you weren't like every week no. you were like, Hey, let's meet once a month. But in the meantime, you guys have some yeah. homework to do on He was like, own.
1: email me if you know, whatever. Yeah. So
2: what'd you guys think about that?
0: Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm not a homework guy. So I think I initially was like, Oh man, like what, you know, kind of like a read a book, fix a problem kind of thing. So I was a little bit like, oh, but, you know, obviously through time, it was just seen as like supplemental to the actual meat and potatoes that was counseling. Yeah. yeah. So
2: how did you, how did you, eventually it sounds like you get it now. What was yeah. that like? Like in the in the beginning, you were like, dude, come on, I'm not going to do this homework. That eventually <laughs> you figured it out. Is that right? I'm yeah. Right. I would say over time I figured out, or at least I just saw his
0: vision. I mean, honestly, it was just trust building and John. You kind of are like, you know, hey, this guy wants what's best for me, so I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna do what he tells me to yeah. do, even if I don't fully want to do it, you yeah. know. And so that was probably the biggest. Yeah. Thing, so right? it
2: sounds like you had enough humility to go. All right, I'm I don't want to do this necessarily, but here we are. We got issues. I'm just gonna trust it, and eventually, over time, slowly but surely, it kind of mm-hmm. helped a little bit. And not as though is
0: at and not as though John's word is the all knowing totally. God word, all but that. like there was enough trust built that I'm like, this guy knows what he's talking about, totally. and mm-hmm. I don't know
2: what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. What was that like for you doing the homework outside? I didn't do it. it was. Seriously? (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I'm like- Why didn't you do it? I don't know.
2: Okay. it's fine. Honestly, I wasn't even
1: even trying to be like rebellious. I think I just didn't do it. Yeah. Because I just didn't. Okay. I feel like- Yeah. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) But I was honest with him because like I remember, and even the second time around, he'd be like, so did you guys think about this or did you, you know, read this? And sometimes we did, and sometimes we didn't. And I'd be, just be like, no, John, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And would be like, that's okay. Yeah. That also
2: just jumps at our personal. I'm a rule follower. Yeah. Girl. Sure. So you didn't get fired for not doing the homework. Yeah, that's, no.
1: That's good. Yeah.
2: Um, okay. Share whatever you want to share here. Uh, what did you learn, if anything, in that first time about why you guys were getting stuck? Because I think I remember the initial problem was you just kept mm-hmm. having the same fight over and over again. Do you remember anything that you learned about yourself or about the other person? And if the answer is no, not really, that's okay, because you got a three-year-old and the one-year-old.
1: <laughs> He's been really awesome over time, really encouraging who we are as individuals, but also saying, like, this makes sense that this is hard, because, mm-hmm. like, we're really different. And all those differences have really, like, come out even more as we've gone through trials of just being adults. Like, mm-hmm. if like the things that used to be more endearing are now a little bit more frustrating. Not mm-hmm. always, but... He's really tried to coach us into like understanding that that we can't change each other, and mm. that's been like really big. Where he's just mm. like, "This is something about Daniel that is just not going to change." So like, you have to choose how you're going to deal with it. So
2: you learn you can't change yeah. the other person. What Which was what was that like? Should not be like rocket science. Well, but well, sure. What was that like for you to hear and wrestle with, and grapple with?
1: It was it's good and hard because I feel like you kind of low key feel like you can change them or mm-hmm. at least you really want to and so hearing that is like oh gosh okay 50 more years of this yeah. like which i'm thankful like mm-hmm. but i think just also flipping that script and saying i'm not going to change them so how can i figure out how i need to like either sacrifice myself or how we need to communicate through this difference mm-hmm. has been so helpful and then john yeah. will actually like he's helped us do that like he's like so what can you change or bend on and what really isn't and so you kind of need to like not die on that so
2: that was for you you realize you can't change Daniel but that doesn't mean that you don't have control you still have some things that you can control you can work on and he kind of maybe put that ball back into your own court saying if he can't change what are you going to work on now does that seem right yeah
1: and Mm -hmm. back on him too. like John never made us feel like oh it's all your fault or all his like never that and he's not Polaroid like that's what we've really appreciated too he like really hears both which helps me to hear both yeah so
2: yeah okay daniel what about that first time anything you learned about yourself through that time yeah yeah well you know she had she had touched on the idea of not
0: wanting to change the other person which i definitely struggled with too Mm. but i feel like a big thing that i learned about myself was i just i I always found myself as an empathetic person but i had a hard time empathizing with alex sadly which i like feel so much shame over because it's like the one person that you want to be empathizing with. But I just, it's, you hear certain things over and over again. You're like, well, if you just did this or this (laughs) and you, you know, it's a classic, but I'm like, I learned that I want to just fix it. I don't want to mm. listen to her and hear yeah. and empathize. Yeah. It's a lot harder to empathize than it is to just be like, Well, if you just did X.
2: Yeah. So you you uh in all your years of ministry where you can empathize with lots of other people, that's great. But then with the person who's closest spouse. to you. It not makes you so spouse. sad. Yeah. You know? And instead you kinda of default to, no, you just wanna fix it rather than mm. empathize it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so yeah. stereotypical.
0: You know, but yeah, it was, it was a huge bummer. And so it took me yeah. a lot of time and still, I mean, you know, right. this is still an ongoing battle Wait, for what? me. Wait,
2: what? You haven't fixed it yet? What's wrong <laughs> I know, with you? man. Yeah. We're hoping, we're hoping <laughs> session
0: three or round three, that'll get it cleared <laughs> yeah. out.
2: That's called gaslighting, kids. Aww. Okay. Um, okay. So also you mentioned um, you'd been a couple times. So that was kind of the first time COVID, no sleep. You, What was there another time that, that you sh- saw John, maybe what was going on? What'd you learn all that? Yeah, it seems like
0: we at least have seen major life shifts lead to counseling. So you know, okay. like I, I job, I've had a couple job changes, mm-hmm. and that causes a lot of anxiety, stress, mm-hmm. um, and then kids. You know, having another kid was be- between job change and another kid. And kind of some anxiety issues that you were dealing with. Yeah, we were like
1: struggled with anxiety and depression in the last, like, four-ish years. So that yeah. has been, like, a huge change in our marriage that yeah. you've been like, whoa, who are you?
0: <laughs> yeah. And me too. Which is, whoa, which is who, hard, I? you know, but I, I want to be.
1: And John's always been really good about, I don't know, just kind of being, like, case by case where he's like, I think this is just your guys' marriage. It's like, you guys just need, you get stuck. And you need help every once in a while. Mm. And he said he has different couples like that where like some some people come in for like a big issue Mm. and, you know, meet for a while and then they're Mm kind of graduate and are done for a while. And for us, it's like maybe our issues aren't. I don't know. It doesn't help to compare. But we come in. We're super stuck. We do a few sessions. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, I feel like you guys have tools. I feel like you know, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Go run. Yeah. Come back if you need me.
2: Yeah. 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 And
1: so we did, we came back because we were like, (laughs) come on back. We're Mm -hmm. not good again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, we came back and the second time, I feel like, yeah, just more life, more stress Mm -hmm. and things felt even more intense. And I feel like John, Is just super affirming where he's like, This is good work that we're doing. You're not doomed. Mm -hmm. You should be here though. Mm -hmm. Like this is good work. This is necessary work. Yeah. And he's like, This is where a friendship in forty years is born. Mm -hmm. And that and he's so motivating. And that's Mm. like for us, like we go to counseling, we feel like we're like going to a workout.
2: Mm, Like we're like Yeah, say more. What do you mean? I feel like we it's like,
1: gear up and we're like, this is really good work. It's really hard. Yeah. But like, this is absolutely where we need to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, imagine the most physically demanding or w- one of the more physically demanding workouts that you ever do. You're sweaty, you're exhausted, but you're so glad. Afterwards, you're like, man, I feel amazing that I just did that. And it's so good for me. But, you know, in the same way, counseling, you're like, and the way that we approach counseling is we go in we're like let's get our money's worth like we're gonna we're we're gonna tackle these issues drop (laughs) the gloves you know and and so we're not wasting time being like I don't know you know we're just we're in there I tell
2: you what you know everybody has different experiences and some people are very timid in counseling for me hearing you say that when couples come in and are like let's get down to it I'm like yes yeah, here we go (laughs) I'm like like, we got a
1: babysitter like we gotta do it time
2: is we're on the (laughs) clock money people you ain't got that yeah that's great and we leave
1: and we like you know sometimes are tearful sometimes are like exhausted but we're like and john does a really good job of just encouraging the work like he's like even though this feels so hard and really Mm -hmm. scary because we say the scary things with him that we probably wouldn't say you know yeah and we'll say it like sometimes i feel like i hate my husband
2: that's yeah. really scary to say, mm. I don't
1: hate Daniel, yeah. no way, but like sometimes in my sin, when he's making my mm. life hard, I think,
2: yeah, it's like,
1: well, sometimes I'm scared, yeah. and I feel like that, but I know I don't,
2: yeah, and mm-hmm. John's
1: like, yeah, Can
2: that's you, okay. if you don't want to, that's fine. Can you say more about what is so scary about saying that you hate Daniel? <laughs> mm.
1: because that's like so sad, mm-hmm. and I just don't want to say that, and it feels like you're doomed, and because I don't hate him in my right mm-hmm. self, mm-hmm. but like in my selfishness and like what feels hard, which again, it's all relative. Our life is not that hard, yeah. but what has felt hard to us, it's like, gosh, then is, does that mean like, you know, there's yeah. no coming back from here? And I don't say that to him, but I feel mm-hmm. like having the freedom to even say that to John and almost just like break that ice of like, this is scary. Yeah. This is what I'm feeling.
2: Yeah. So it's almost like y- you're realizing one of the things you do in counseling, you say the scary things, you mm-hmm. say what's in the heart, what's coming up, mm-hmm. forget if it's right or wrong. It's there. You, you get it out there. hmm and then you wrestle with it, you grapple with it, you work through together. What does that mean? It doesn't mean this. Maybe it means this. Mm-hmm. Does that seem right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. And we usually leave like being like, wait, yeah, I love you so much. Yeah. Like, and we're like so much better. Yeah. After almost like mm-hmm. it, yeah, it feels like you just finished a great workout and yeah. now you are really thankful you did it and you feel mm-hmm. like healthier. Yeah.
0: It doesn't mean the work's over. No. You know, you're like, I've got a lot of hard workouts coming up, mm-hmm. but you, you did today. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah, are you still doing, what do you think about homework now? Any homework you get, you in? We,
1: are <laughs> mm, no, but.
2: Hey, there's honesty right there. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't like homework. Mm-hmm. Don't like homework, okay. But homework. John's
1: been proud of us. We're like, we've been in conflict and we've stopped the conflict and said, hey, what I meant to say was this. I feel like it's not coming out that way. Like uh-huh. how John mm-hmm. has told us to kind of like before, or we take breaks now mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of letting the emotions really,
2: you know up. go so you John's don't like, get up you have
1: to take 30 to 45 minutes yep. like you're not okay
2: yeah so you don't get up at 3 a.m. Oh. hash out a fight and go back to bed we never no. got
0: up we just were never
2: asleep it's, yeah it that's okay. Okay. <laughs> Bethan, yeah. so what would you say to any couples or any people out there who think they have to get it figured out in the moment right then and they don't want to take a break what would uh, you say i feel like that's one of the most
0: out of context versus, or at least not understood, is the you know don't let your don't let the sun go down on your anger is like means the sun you know you have until sunset eight thirty, which a lot of our conflicts start after eight thirty, so I guess we have the full twenty four hours. Right, but you know I'm like we I I think it's such BS to say you have you can't take a break, you can't sleep and get back to your right mind to communicate. I mean it's so dumb. So it's helped us but tremendously. But we for
1: sure did that for years. Oh yeah. So.
2: <laughs> not above it. Yeah. You're not above it. No. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, I mean, not great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, how did you know, and speak specifically for yourself, this may be the last, like, in the moment thing, and then we'll get to the end here. Mm-hmm. How did you sense that you were growing together, and maybe as a couple, and how did you know when you were stuck? Hmm. You know, the
0: growing side of things was just, you noticed more and more that uh, when, when frustrating or hard things came up, instead of blaming, it was like we would be asking the other person. We, you, you, I just noticed a more camaraderie around mm-hmm. tackling an issue. So like a job change or, you know, something more recently, I feel like Alex has really come alongside. And it's what mm-hmm. would previously have pushed us apart has brought us together. And so that has been wow. a, gro- a a massive growth in our marriage mm-hmm. that, that, you know, could bring me to tears because it's just, you know, amazing and it wasn't like overnight you just kind of it's slowly we're like wow we're doing this differently Hmm.
1: yeah like I remember one specific thing where we didn't do it right in the moment it was like we had had a stressful week and we I pushed that we needed to like have intentional conversation like tackle and rehash the week of like what's going on with our kids work like all this stuff and really that wasn't at all what we needed that night and so it ended in a conflict and it was just Hmm. the most defeating night You know, like it wasn't like a terrible conflict, but it was both not what we wanted. We didn't find connection from that conversation or like, Hmm. you know, um, comfort. And then we went and talked to John about it. And really what we should have done like that night, which was maybe seems counterintuitive, was like we just needed a best friend. Like, honestly, we just needed to like watch a show and eat popcorn and not rehash the whole week. Mm. And I think we would have been afraid to say that because we felt like, oh, we can't avoid things like we have to like go there every single time and, like, really hash it out. And John was like, no, you're right. Like, you – he's always told us, like, you guys are kind of in survival mode. Mm, mm. So sometimes in survival mode, what you don't need is, like, more work in your marriage. What you need is, like, a teammate. Mm. And I feel like we have really come around on that of, like, there is always – we can have that conversation tomorrow if we really need to. But tonight, maybe we should just be best friends. So
2: so let me get this right. The monster – that is locked outside of the room that you were so scared of letting in Mm -hmm. would be any sort of unresolved conflict. Yeah. Mm. You got to figure that out right then and there, whether it's 3 a.m., 3 p.m., whatever. Mm -hmm. And now what you're learning about yourself, about the other, maybe in and through counseling to some degree, is that, Mm -hmm. guess what? There's always going to be problems. Mm -hmm. If you don't deal with that, explicit conflict right then and there it's going to be okay Mm -hmm. you guys are more comfortable you're more confident you can watch a show and eat popcorn uh i'll I'll eat some uh, ice cream personally but you guys can hang out together and then deal with that later and
1: sometimes all you need is just to feel like you have your teammate versus like Mm -hmm. make you know feeling like you have to kind of report back like i don't know i feel like we've just learned a lot about how to more care for each other mm-hmm. versus, like, having the highest expectations.
2: Yeah. You yeah, know? Totally. That makes sense. Both
1: are good. But I think mm-hmm. where we, John has kind of taught us, like, our pendulum tends to swing here. Mm-hmm. So maybe, like, yeah, he's kind of taking us back. Mm-hmm.
2: On the theme of learning, um, we've talked a lot about what you've learned about yourself, about the other person. What would you say you guys have learned about Jesus in and through counseling? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, I come from a, a very, I struggle with shame and, and kind of a shame background. And with Jesus, I feel like I always, I came from a more Baptist vibes growing up. And, you know, no, no shame on that, but just the the reality of Jesus wants us to come to him in our mess. Hmm. Like he embraces the mess. When you are, let's say, doing the worst thing of your life, you're at the lowest of low, that is when Jesus wants to come in and connect with you. And that's Mm -hmm. the last time I want to connect. So Mm -hmm. in marriage counseling, when we're at a low, you know, where we're really struggling and we're in a spot where we feel stuck and we might feel really embarrassed about what's going on, Mm -hmm. Jesus always wants to connect with us, but he really wants to connect with us Mm -hmm. in that depth of brokenness. Yeah,
2: it sounds like the verse that's coming to my mind is somewhere in Romans 5-ish, I don't know, while we were enemies, mm-hmm. Christ died for us, mm-hmm. which is a love that maybe not a lot of, maybe hardly anybody has it a category for. Mm-hmm. You knew that in your mind. You could recite that left and right all day. But in terms of the experience, you didn't quite have a category for that. Mm-hmm. But what you're learning and what you have learned and are continuing to learn is that you feel that love through your marriage. Mm-hmm. Not perfectly, but you mm-hmm. get little tastes of it. And you're mm-hmm. reminded of Jesus' love for you no matter where you're at. And he wants you in a re- relationship. No Mm -hmm. matter where you're at. Yeah. 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 That's really good. What about you, Alex? Same thing, different Uh, thing?
1: um, Probably thinking about the ways that Jesus asks us, calls us to, like, die to ourselves. And that sounds like marriage, you know, maybe stinks. But I think it's actually a way better way of viewing marriage. And, like, I feel like we've come to counseling and, you know, with friends and stuff, just, like, been really challenged to not dig our heels in for our own agenda, like so much and more changing the perspective of like what Jesus asked us to do in our marriage is actually die for the other person. Mm-hmm. And that sounds really like Christiany. but for me, it's like, okay, me feeling entitled to whatever in that day, like Daniel doing this for me or, or me getting this time or this amount of breaks or whatever it is. Like, that's just not really, I don't want that to be my heart. And so I feel like I don't know. Learning in counseling that Jesus is like part of following Jesus is sacrificing yourself and your own agenda, and that actually mm. being like a joy to do. Mm. And to so that's how I can love Daniel. Yeah. Like we've in John would do, like we'd get in issues, and I'd just be really upset and like disagreeing with something that Daniel's wanting. And John would be like, but what would it look like to love him in that? Mm. Mm. And so that challenge is like, well, yeah, okay. Because that's actually what Jesus asked me to do. He doesn't ask me to like win. Right. Or, you know. Yeah.
2: So it sounds like, again, um, I think I'm thinking Mark 8-ish. Jesus says, those who lose their life for my sake will save it. What mm-hmm. you're learning is how uncomfortable and no nobody wants to lose their life. And yet, when you can set your life to the side for a second and love and serve Daniel, ask him what he needs mm-hmm. first. You're learning more and more that that's actually what Jesus wants for you and how I don't want to say joyful it yeah. is, but something like that, how it's actually not death, uh-uh. but it's actually life. Does that seem right? Especially
1: when you're both doing it that way. And there's just a deep commitment that I feel like only through Jesus is like, it's safe to go here because we have this deep commitment, yeah, a covenant actually, yeah. you know? <laughs> and so we both feel like that safety yeah, because we're both submitted to Jesus. And I actually I love that. Like, I think marriage yeah. is so awesome because that's yeah. the only place where you're like, well, even if I'm the worst, you're still like under God committed to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So buckle <laughs> yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What I love about all this is we're bringing in solid, foundational, important scriptural Christian teaching. And that does not come at the expense of admitting it's hard no. and admitting mm-hmm. it sucks and admitting, hey, sometimes the last thing I want to do is have a conversation and I need yeah. some time to calm down and do all that. So we can get both. And so if you're listening to this and maybe you've erred on one side or the other, just know that there's, there's both and there's hope. Okay. Mm. We're getting kind of to the end, landing the plane. Any practical, specific tips you would give to married couples just in terms of what fun things to do to be a teammate? Mm. That was one thing that I was like, Ooh, that's good. Mm. What's some things you do that you love doing that you would say, Hey, try this out. Well,
0: you know, obviously it's, it's person to person subjective, but what we love to do is we love a night where we make a fun cocktail and sit together without screens, without TV, like in a specific... We love shows. and We love our phones, obviously, but there's times that we just go outside, sit on our screen and porch, and just allow time to exist together. Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't have to have... There's no agenda. We're just mm-hmm. sitting and enjoying a really nice drink and being together in that moment.
2: Yeah.
1: That may, yeah, it makes us it sound kind of elderly.
2: Yeah. I got no problem with elderly. <laughs> Me either, actually. But no, we do love that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or, yeah. I don't know. We some it just is like night case by case and so i feel like asking the person like hey what do you need tonight and sometimes i'm like i don't want to talk i just want a clown and like, let's just watch some funny, stupid videos. Mm-hmm. Because like, <laughs> yeah. I love to like clown. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Daniel's like annoyed, <laughs> you know. And so, but it's like, hey, I yeah. just like let's just be dumb. Sometimes yep. I'm
2: down to clown. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm you bad. are. Uh, what what we uh, kids used to say is get stupid loose. <laughs> I believe is the, <laughs> the right phrase. Or yeah. is I will
1: That's go true. to the gym. Like if if parents are in town, like sometimes it just going getting out of the house is really fun. Just to do nothing.
2: Mm-hmm. Go to the
1: gym. Like yep go on a walk so I don't it's nothing crazy
2: Sure. we like to play with friends okay yeah um last question I think I have well before I ask my final question is there anything else that you guys would want to add things that we've talked about things we haven't talked about that you just feel like it's important for people to know
0: you know one thing I was thinking about as we were talking about this just to address maybe stereotypically males in the relationship is and this is gonna sound aggressive but just get over yourself a little bit Mm. be willing to Suck up your pride and and be willing to go to counseling if it's the best thing for your marriage. If you truly want to be a man's man, you want to, you know, suck it up and go, you know, and that's maybe a little bit harsh way of saying it. But I think some people need
2: to hear that. Sure. Yeah, it's great. Anything else for you?
1: Mm, I would say, yeah, just when in doubt, be, be really honest about what's going on. Mm. Because I think the alternative is way worse. Yeah. Like waking up in five years feeling like, and having, you know, being stuck in those patterns Mm. or 10 years or 20 years. I mean, there's, that happens. And Mm. like, obviously no judgment, like God can still redeem it. But I'm like, and John has encouraged us that like, if we put in the work now, it's not guaranteed and it may never be easy, but that really Mm. will pay off.
2: Yeah. That's great. So maybe you just answered the question. If you did, that's fine. But what advice, encouragement would you give to any married couples who are maybe hesitant, kinda on the fence, should I do it? Should I not? What would you guys say to them? Go.
0: Go. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're not gonna beat around the bush here if you've heard that through this conversation conversation. Just go. Mm-hmm. Try it. It's not gonna be the most horrible thing that you've ever you're mm-hmm. not gonna die. You'll be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be hard. Yeah. But you gotta do it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I would say just go when in doubt. But also I know you guys are not, you know don't have all the time in the world and all the things. So I think obviously, you know, with wisdom and maybe talk to friends first and get some input, but I think yeah, most of the time you're so much like you'll be way better for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, if think, you're
0: listening to this conversation and it's stirring something up of like uncomfortability or in your heart, you know, I think that that you got to listen to your heart on that one too.
2: Yeah. That's great. Guys, I I didn't think this was going to go poorly but it exceeded my expectations. So I'm really really glad that you guys are here. I'm really proud of you. I'll take my podcast host mm-hmm. hat off for a second. I'm so <laughs> glad to hear all of these things. Thankful for John, thankful for the guys yeah. that you are, yeah. the ways that you're working and obviously thankful to Jesus that he's brought you here mm-hmm. uh not on accident, but on purpose and mm-hmm. you know, things I don't know what happens tomorrow. And (laughs) you guys know there's a lot of work to be done. And yet the ways that you are fighting to connect, fighting to have space, admitting, you know, setting aside your pride and going, hey, we got some issues to work on. Let's doing it. He's right. The work you're doing now is going to keep things going for you in the future. And also it's going to show others around you like, whoa, the Morse, like. Yeah, they're not perfect. And yeah, maybe they'll fight in public a little bit, but gosh, you know, they're they're fighting well. And so maybe that gives space for us to do that. And that is a very practical, specific example how God's spreading his kingdom. So I'm mm. so thankful for you. Mm. With that note, would you mind each of you just praying uh, for, especially for our listeners, and then mm-hmm. I'll close this out and we'll be done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Lord, I, I'm so thankful for this podcast and, and for all those listening, Jesus, I just pray that you would, really be, I don't know, pushing some people that are maybe uncomfortable with the idea of marriage counseling or individual counseling to to take that next step. I pray that you would really push them in a way that is caring, comforting, but that maybe this conversation would be a blessing to them to just give a little bit of relief of (laughs) it's going to be okay. I've got you. And when I say I am speaking from God's perspective, Mm. Lord, you've got them and you are in control of a messy, hard life and hard situations.
1: Yeah, God, we are just so thankful you have really changed our lives through counseling. Um, and we're just thankful for our church and just the, these resources. Um, and we're just thankful that we can have freedom in you, that we can be really honest, even on a podcast. That our marriage is really messy and has it's hard to say the scary thing, but we know that there's safety and security, um, in you. And at the end of the day, we really don't have that much to lose. So I just praise you for that, and I praise you for just who you are to all of us. And I pray for anyone, yeah, listening to this that is feeling maybe that like punched in the gut feeling or just the like hot face, like stress. Um, I just pray that you would yeah, bring comfort and direction and, you know, in your timing, bring help. And we just pray for all marriages and like, just that you would just really um, use like our church's marriages, the people listening to this to really bring about your kingdom and be like a really awesome picture of who you are and, You're designed for this, and we're thankful to be a part of it.
2: Mm. Amen. Amen. Guys, thanks so much for being with us. All of you listening, thank you so much for being here. That's the first and hopefully many stories in the weeds. So look forward to next time. See you. Stories in the Weeds is a special feature produced by With You in the Weeds. If you like what you're hearing, think about texting the episode to a friend. You can find us on Instagram at With You in the Weeds.